Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. Here are some headlines that I found interesting today and over the weekend. Uh, First one, Germany to hold quarantine breakers in refugee camps and detention centers. Um, That is pretty ironic considering what that country's history is. Uh, In Israel, a blind man regains his sight after his Israeli company implants artificial cornea, which is pretty cool. That Um, is pretty cool, isn't it? it's pretty crazy. Um, Closer to home, (laughs) 480, wait, yeah, 4,836 boxes of ice ice cream have been found to be uh, contaminated from China with the coronavirus. Uh, Pretty crazy there. I wouldn't have thought that ice cream would be a a carrier, uh, but something else to watch out for in 2021. Um, Biden is to reverse Trump's policies during flurry of executive orders in first days in office. There's a number of things that he plans to do. Uh, One of those is to ask Congress to grant 11 million illegal aliens uh, immediate uh, legal status. Um, Also, in D.C., House Dems have Democrats have launched a probe into the Capitol attack and Pelosi suggests that Republican lawmakers could face criminal charges. This comes as uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has called for and demanded the resignation of Ted Cruz and uh, Senators Hawley and McCarthy. Um, Let's see. The FBI is vetting 25,000 troops deployed to Biden's inauguration. Uh, They are afraid that there will be an attack from within. Uh, those troops in the AP, uh, the Associated Press lists sus, um, Trump supporters and white males as potential threats uh, to Biden. And if you are in Florida, a bill to be aware of if you have weapons or are pro the Constitution and the Second Amendment, um, a state senator, Gary Farmer, has introduced uh, Senate Bill 370, which is to ban a number of semi-automatic weapons as well as pistol grips, um, telescoping stocks, threaded barrels, uh, as well as folding stocks, and limit uh, magazine capacity to 10 rounds or less. And that is the news that I found interesting. Well, that, that's quite a lot. Uh, today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Yep. Uh, they did have a parade in Jacksonville, and, um, you know, today is celebrated as a holiday. I thought... Uh, it would be appropriate to share a couple of quotes from Martin Luther King Jr. Um, uh, One of them uh, that he says is the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. And I think that's very appropriate for where we are now because it doesn't matter where you are in this country Um, on which side of the aisle you may sit as far as a political ideology. Uh, I think everybody will agree that we're in a challenging and controversial time. Mm -hmm. And so the measure of men is seen in how they respond and how they carry themselves. And for us as believers, um, you know, we 
have to remember that our job is to represent Christ first and foremost above everything else. Yep. You know, Martin Luther King said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. And Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. And who's going to light a lamp and stick a bowl on top of it? And that's what happens when we allow the enemy to control us or the enemy to manipulate us to get us to where we see each other and especially believers as the enemy. And that happens a lot. Uh, where we we kind of get our sights off it's been i've been guilty of it other people get you know we we it's easy to to fall into that um one other quote by martin luther king jr that i like uh, next to the word of god the noble art of music is the greatest treasure in the world and it is have you yeah. i don't know if you've noticed if you're feeling frustrated out in the world put on some praise music just let some praise music play in the background uh, Lori the other day uh, was playing some music and and uh, she was like with the girls and I was just like man it's nice just to have that music those words you know talking about how great God is and what he's done for us and all that instead of listening to other stuff that pollutes us or comes from a world point of view um, and so I would say I would add to his quotes uh, and say that Christian music hmm. is uh, next to the word of God, the greatest gift in the world. Cause it is something uplifting about it, isn't it? Yeah, there is. And, uh, you know, you, you were talking about quotes and I, I read one today that I found uh, really impactful. Kind of like the first one you said is, was cowardice asked the question, is it safe? Expedience asked the question, is it politic? Vanity asked the question, is it popular? But conscience asked the question, is it right? Mm. And there comes a time one must take a position that is neither safe nor politic nor popular but one must take it simply because it is right. Hmm. Yeah, I, I just, um, you know, I, I think, you know, when we look at what's going on in our culture and we think back to what Martin Luther King Jr. accomplished and how he accomplished it, mm-hmm. um, it, it, was, it was a powerful thing. And he, had a, he wielded a lot of power without ever raising a weapon. Yeah. And, uh, I think sometimes we, we forget that and, um, you know, um, so anyway, happy Martin Luther King day. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, as we go into this week, uh, we are still looking at, you know, whether we're ambassadors as Christ followers in our culture or anarchist Mm. and anarchist aren't just people that storm a capital or go into stores and, and, and loot. Um, it's people that are going, uh, basically with the culture to go against God. They bring chaos, chaos is sin. Uh, that's when God spoke, spoke, uh, against that in Genesis and he spoke the light into being, and he wants us to be ambassadors of light. He wants us to take hope in light. And if we get so caught up in the things of the world that we forget that message, we're not representing the king. And when an ambassador, I don't know if you ever saw 13 hours. Did you ever see 13 hours, mm-hmm. uh, that, that story mm-hmm. about Benghazi? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, it depicted the ambassador over there, and he really believed it was his mission to bring peace to those people. Mm-hmm. Even at the risk of his own life, he believed that. And he was focused on that over there. And I think a lot of times we forget our mission is to bring peace to the people yeah. who are gods out in the world. There, there are some people who will never bow their knee to Jesus. They will never uh, bow to his demands. And those people are going to hear condemnation no matter what you say. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, Taylor, that I don't know if you brought it up uh, when you're talking about things in our culture, but uh, we have started down a road with Twitter, Facebook, and other social media platforms of censorship mm-hmm. that pretty soon we're going to see, uh, it, and some people are already feeling it, uh, the effects within the Christian community about, um, because the things that we stand for, um, you know, for instance, the biblical prohibition against homosexual activity that that's clear in scripture there is no ambiguity about that and our government has codified its protection mm-hmm. so uh if you speak out against that that's seen as hate speech um, and so we can expect going into the next few years probably that we may see censorship when we try to assert what the bible says about uh a man and a woman being married, and that's God's design. Uh, whether a man is a man and not a woman, mm-hmm. uh, if we start talking about these things and we quote the Bible, then people see that as hate speech, and that may end up being censored. Yeah. But as I said last week, the people in China, they've had their speech censored for a long time, mm-hmm. and it hasn't stopped the church for growing but if you take the bible out of a culture as the authority then what's the standard for measuring truth what is it whatever the state says or the government yeah that's what or the majority Mm -hmm. i mean like that that's postmodernism has convinced young people and even a lot of older people in our culture that every truth is subjective and personal. Mm-hmm. And that's the way our country feels right now. Yep. The, the majority of people in America believe, uh, oh, you're, what you believe is true for you and what I believe is true for me. Unless what you believe disrupts what I believe. And that's why we as Christians are in trouble, right? Because they have a belief that they say is more valid than uh, what we believe. And so we got to shut you yeah, up. Yeah, uh, but even even that... I'm just saying it's intellectually not honest with themselves. Well, well, they're not intellectually honest. And a lot of times what I'm saying is they they're not even if if I believe something that conflicts with you, you want to stifle my ability to say that. And that's just wrong. Yep. So anyway. All right. We will be back with more after the break. You are listening to SWAT radio. Stay tuned. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. 
We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. That is Brother by Need to Breathe. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we will be talking this week about whether we should be ambassadors or anarchists as Christians. Um, And my question, Doug, I was thinking, you know, as you you brought that up, what if we are considered anarchists by a, a state? You know, you're talking about censorship and stuff like that. And I would say that probably part of the reason that that happens is because, uh, People believe that we as Christians, by only recognizing or by recognizing the ultimate authority of Christ and not uh, the state over Christ, we probably would be seen as anarchist. Well, we listen. It's okay if the, the who's the who's the most important like uh, arbiter of whether we're anarchist or ambassadors. Christ. Yeah. yeah. So I don't really care. Yeah what somebody else thinks if if i'm doing what christ wants um the the issue is now if if i'm if i'm being uh, abrasive with somebody Mm -hmm. uh if i'm going against god's word uh to do something and listen there's been a lot of people who've done bad things in the name of god throughout history yeah i mean they have Mm -hmm. Uh, god told me to do this Mm -hmm. there's been people that there was a guy, I don't know if you saw this, UFC guy stabbed his sister because he said God told him to do it. No, I didn't hear about yeah, that. Yeah, wow. a UFC guy. Got, I mean, he, he got arrested because he murdered his sister, and he oh. said God told him to do it, okay? So <laughs> if you, there's been a lot of people that have said God told them to do things. So the issue is that only 9% of professing evangelicals, according to one of the latest polls by barna read the bible nine percent yeah nine percent like at all yeah regularly david barton was on last thursday Mm -hmm. and i know you heard part of it i want to i know we're gonna we're gonna get into second corinthians this week last week we looked at jeremiah and ezra in this ambassadors of the king this week we're going to look at specifically second corinthians 5 11 through 21 we're going to look at having a new motivation when we're in Christ, a new perspective, and a new mission, uh, or actually a new power to carry out our mission. But I want to talk a little bit, because you and I have not visited your dad. By the way, thank you and your dad for handling on Yeah, body. thanks I for having us you. on. 
I saw you only miss one break. <laughs> you got talking, and I heard. Uh, then I heard Roger Henderson going off yeah. in the background. But uh, no, y'all did a good job, and I appreciate what you had to say. But I want to talk since we didn't get to visit about what David Barton said. Um, he he talked about our obsession with a national focus, mm-hmm. and that has come as a result of twenty four seven news yep. and all the news streams and. You know, we know more about what's happening in our government than we do our community. Yeah. And we're more focused on that, things that we can't even really change. Mm -hmm. We care more about, you know, what's happening with people who are senators and congressmen from other states than the ones who represent us. We don't even know their names, a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And he listed a couple of stats that I thought were pretty amazing 24 percent only 24 that's one out of every four just about it know the roles of the three branches of government I, did he say the roles or even the names well he said he said know about is okay. what he said but i mean if they don't know about them they can't right, know yeah, the yeah. roles 48 percent of elected officials i saw yeah i heard him say that that's yeah. astounding so how can they represent people in a representative form of government called a, a you know, democratic republic mm-hmm. and uh, without knowing that? So, and he made this statement, the way we view our past affects who we are in the future. And I think we're in real danger because we're rewriting history. He talked about that, how Minnesota mm-hmm. is taking all positive references to the United States yeah. Out of the American Revolution, World War One, World War Two, and the Holocaust, yeah, and four other states, I think he he said as well. Yeah, Minnesota and so you states, you yeah. think about that, and it, and and he gave a great example. He said you could just say Abraham Lincoln nuked whatever, yeah, yeah. and nobody would know. To, yeah, to, because yeah. they don't know history, and if we don't know history, we're doomed to repeat it. And my wife and I started watching this documentary on Rome, the decline and fall mm. of Rome. It was a history channel, which, you know, it doesn't – with a history channel, you got to kind of yep. – some of it, it – I, I don't know how much scholarship's there, but there's elements of truth just like there are when they talk about uh, Christianity and stuff. But they're talking about Rome, and we were watching about Caligula, mm. one of the most – bloodthirsty leaders in the history of the Roman empire. In Mm -hmm. fact, they said he's what led others to emulate him Mm. because he was so bloodthirsty. He wanted to be a God. He wanted to be recognized as a God, not just people acknowledge it at a distance in person. He wanted them to do that live. And, um, you know, Caligula was alive during the time of Paul. Mm. So Paul, the Apostle Paul, walked the earth during the time of Caligula and Claudius and Nero. He was alive during three emperors. And if you read the letters of Paul, you notice he never talks about them. I mean, he, I mean, the letters that he wrote, he doesn't talk about them at all. Yeah. He doesn't talk about taking up arms against them. He doesn't talk about... Now, I know they had a different form of government, and Rome ruled everything. Mm -hmm. 
but he really didn't deal with them except to be ambassadors to people. And when he wrote to Corinth, the church that was a Roman province, he said, you know, be messengers of reconciliation. And that's a far cry from what we hear today. And I I was just, Lori and I both, we were struck by that as we were watching that, thinking, and it was pretty sick. I mean, Caligula built two massive floating ships on a lake. The ships were almost a football football field long on a lake. They took up almost three-quarters of the lake. And it was just for pleasure and entertainment Mm. and whatever he wanted to just prove he was the greatest i mean i mean those were massive ships mm-hmm. and um and yet you don't hear paul addressing any of those uh immoralities like that he doesn't address them that much he addresses believers to do what believers are called to do that's to hold fast to the gospel to be ambassadors of the gospel messengers of reconciliation not to see this world as our home mm-hmm. uh, but to see our ministry as being one of reconciliation. So in light of that, I was listening to what uh, David said last week, and I thought, wow, this obsession with a national focus, like he said, it paralyzes us. And, you know, people are wondering what they should do if this happens. Mm -hmm. And we can't do the what if game. Not saying we shouldn't plan. I'm just saying that you can't do the what if game. We, we respond as God leads us. And, you know, he, he mentioned the American revolution, how, um, uh, these people stood up in, uh, Boston and Lexington, Concord, Bunker Hill, these pastors stood up mm-hmm. and called men to defend the people there when it was necessary. Yeah. And not before they didn't initiate anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting when he was talking about, um, that, you know, they were standing, on the on the green you know in the in the square in the town square and it's like hey don't fire until they fire on you and once they got fired on at the next in, engagement then you know they they let them have it because it'd been started but that, i thought that was pretty yeah but he told them cool. don't initiate mm-hmm. don't initiate so as as we think about moving forward uh this week into second corinthians um one let's think locally mm-hmm Let's think neighborhood, workplace, school, wherever we are. Let's think, how am I representing Christ where I'm at? I mean, what am I doing to be an ambassador? Who have I shared the gospel with in the last week? Who have I just said, I'm going to pray for you? Have I even said to anybody in the last week, I'm going to pray for you? Somebody that doesn't know Christ. Somebody maybe you've reached out to. Have you even prayed for somebody who's not a believer? Um, I have found that it's been a lot easier to talk about things going on in Washington, Mm D.C. than it is to talk about what's going on in my neighborhood Mm -hmm. and uh, what's going on with my neighbor that doesn't know Christ. So focus on the local. And second, you know, don't fall into the trap that that we have to do it bigger Mm. because that's always better. Bigger churches. Mm Mm-hmm bigger uh business bigger education you know who has responsibility for training your kids you do not the government not the school you do Mm -hmm. 
If, if, if your kids don't know something, it falls to you, dad, to you, mom, to teach them and to help them. Now, listen, it doesn't mean they can't be supplemented by things in the school, but you better be interacting with them because I'm going to tell you, there's a large majority of uh, progressive liberal theology that will impact your student. And what I mean by that, it's not just theology of the Bible, but it's just the even the um, the idea of what we were talking about earlier, um, uh, what's it called, truth, when it, subjective truth. Mm-hmm. Subjective truth is who, who determines a standard. Well, I do. I determine that standard. That's offensive to me, therefore you can't do it. Well, what if your standard is is not good? I mean, what if your standard is is obsessive? What if your standard is not based on rational thought? In the past, there was a general consensus of what a standard was in it. In this country, for a long time, it was God's Word Mm -hmm. and Judeo-Christian values. But now we've gotten away from that. And you can do something in California that may be obscene in Florida. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, and you know, you're talking about looking local. I think it's also... Uh, I don't know if you saw in Missouri that they got rid of, there's no abortion clinics in Missouri anymore. The last one shut down. And, you know, where did that start here locally, right? And becoming active in supporting Christian people who are, you know, want to do things in the government. Um, but also, you know, Christian causes just here abouts just to let people know where we are and what we stand for. I know people that go to um, crisis pregnancy centers or and they go just to go pray with people. Yeah. They just show up when they do it. They have a time, they go there, and they go to minister anybody that needs praying for. And they're putting God on display in front of those people. Speaking of that, yesterday was Right to Life Sunday, you know, and I heard one stat that there were more people killed in every major war that we fought in, even since the American Revolution. I mean, less people killed in that far less than the number of abortions that have happened in this country since it's become legal in 73. Yeah. So it's just horrendous. Yeah, it is. Um, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, A Store and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking and Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That is Doug at SWATradio.com. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. Sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was Even If by Mercy Me. If you are just joining us, uh, we have been talking about a number of things today. Uh, we're looking this week at, as Christ followers, are we to be ambassadors or anarchists? Uh, you know, a pretty, uh, you know, seems like an obvious question, but we were talking earlier about 
the ways that uh, that can get skewed and that the whose opinion really matters is is Christ's opinion and how we should be living locally um, and acting locally with uh, the idea and the the mentality that we are ambassadors of Christ. So that's what we've been talking about. And right before the break, we were talking a little bit um, about abortion. You, well, well, well here, here's the thing. Do you know what anarchy means? It is uh, not recognizing any authority or leadership, right? Well, an, or it comes from the Greek word an, uh, which means the absence of, mm. and archon, master or ruler. Yeah. So it's it's not without rules. It's not without a ruler. Mm. A, I got a state of disorder due to absence of or unrecognition of authority. Yes. So it's really the Greek really means without a ruler. Mm. If we are believers, we have a ruler. Yeah. Now the guy sitting at sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue in this country for us is an under ruler mm. yeah. to our ruler. Mm-hmm. The governor, he's still a ruler, but he's an under ruler to our ruler. The mayor is an under ruler to our ruler. It doesn't mean we don't respect them, but our ruler, our king is Jesus. This was the problem in Rome. They did not respect the uh, Caesar as the ultimate ruler. And, you know, if, listen, there's a difference um, between being told that you're going to do this versus you're going to bow down and worship me. Mm-hmm. Like, and so, like, I know in California, Pastor John MacArthur last week, they held church against the defying mm-hmm. the state authority because he believed that God called them to assemble together, and they did. And they continue to do that. Uh, and they keep amassing fines as they do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're doing that in defiance of that order because – he believes that's an unbiblical thing for them to be told to do that. Uh, at first, they obeyed, but then it became obvious that it was not really uh, about coronavirus. And so they continued to meet. And, um, you know, he said, we're going to keep meeting. We're meeting, and they keep teaching God's word. And uh, uh, an anarchist is somebody um, that operates without a ruler or not under the authority of the ruler. Mm-hmm. And so we are ambassadors. We represent the king. We don't rebel against the king. Uh, that should be our, our drive. It doesn't mean we don't make mistakes, but there's a difference between rebellion and making a mistake. Mm-hmm. We're human and we're flawed and we're just because we're sons of the king, and because we're ambassadors of the king, doesn't mean we're not going to make mistakes at times. But our motivation, our perspective, and the power in which we carry out our task has all been changed when we become his. If we are in him, that's the key phrase to Second Corinthians chapter 5, and it comes out of verse 21, uh, and it also comes out of verse 17. Because Paul says if anyone is in Christ, he's what? A new creation. He's new. That means you don't have the same 
drive and motivation that you had when you originally came into the world when you you got a baby mm-hmm. all right your baby what drives your baby uh hunger hunger sleep sleep yeah. um what else every time she 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 wants comfort mm-hmm. yeah so she, she's driven by self-desire mm. that is our driving force when we come into the world that does not change unless one thing happens in your life. The Holy Spirit has to come into you and give you this new life. What Jesus said in John 3 is he said, a man has to be born again. Mm-hmm. Nicodemus is going, well, how can a man get back in the womb? He doesn't understand. He said, no, you're, not, you're missing it, Nicodemus. It's a spiritual rebirth. It's, it's, it's God's Spirit comes in and here's what's so crazy in the old testament there were times that god's spirit would swing it would swing down and fill people temporarily Mm -hmm. and then go away but he says no you can be filled and that spirit will give you new eyes to see a new heart that wants to follow me that is loyal to me and a new power to say no to sin that you don't have prior to that and be loyal to to Christ, and and to recognize when you blow it, you come back to the cross more humble. But you have this new power to be radiant for Christ, even when you blow it, even when you mess up, you're repentant. And so, um, this week we're going to be looking at Second Corinthians five. I'm going to have you read that eleven through verse twenty one. And we're going to look at a new motivation, which is an attitude of gratitude because his love motivates us. His love for us, it says in verse 14, the love of Christ rules us. And second, a new perspective we're going to see with his eyes. Paul says, I don't see and regard men in the flesh anymore. I regard them what? With spiritual eyes. And then verses 18 through 21, we're going to see this new power to live with his power when uh, it says in him in verse 20, we might be the righteousness of God. So um, I'm going to have you read that. I do think we got a caller, right? We got a caller, Tom. John? Don? Yeah. So we got a caller. So let's take the caller. And even if we have to come back off the break, we'll go ahead. Uh, go ahead, uh, Don. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Yeah. Hi, Doug. Um, first of all, I appreciated the interview the other day with David Barton. That was great. Um, so I got a question for you. You and I, you were in the Marines and the FBI. I'm not sure. I was in the Coast Guard and we swore an allegiance to, um, uphold and defend the constitution from enemies, foreign and domestic. Yep. Um, so my, my question is I was reading Romans going over Romans 13 the other day that says we're supposed to submit to the governmental authorities because they're God's ministers for good. Mm-hmm. And I know that was written by Paul, and it was, it was written he was in, living in Rome or in Roman times. So if they're ministers for good, what happens if if they're bad, if they are doing evil? I, I know that, you know, Peter and Paul were admonished by the, by the leaders not to preach Christ anymore, and they said, we are to obey God rather than men. So mm-hmm. I just I wanted to get your, your take on that. Well, here's the thing. I mean, like, the, 
basically, uh, like, you know, we were talking about anarchist earlier. An anarchist view is basically a person can disobey whenever they want. They're not under anybody's rules. Uh, an extreme patriot, somebody who's an extremist, basically elevates the country over Christ. In other words, um, it, it, it doesn't matter um, what Christ says. It's what the country says. Um, right. And and so um, I don't know if you remember back uh, in the, when they had the Nuremberg trials, uh, the attorneys for all those people basically tried to say that their clients were just doing what their government told them to do, like Lieutenant Callie in Vietnam. Yeah. Oh, I, it was an order, you know, the people that did that. And so um, the um, the judge basically said, listen, um, is there not a law above our law? <laughs> in other words, you know, basically the ultimate law for you and me is believers and even if you're not a believer you're still held accountable to god's law Mm -hmm. does that make sense i mean even though you may not even say you may not say i'm a believer now but one day you're going to stand before god and ultimately god's still in control but there is examples in, in in scripture where people were civilly disobedient we know that and you know we talked about it last week that um the midwives disobeyed pharaoh Pharaoh said, throw the babies in, and they didn't do that. It says they feared God, and they did not do as the king had commanded them, right? And so that's one example. In Joshua 2, Rahab went against her leaders of her country to, to help the people of Israel. She was a traitor to her own people because she elevated God above them at that time, Um and even uh, Daniel, when you think about Daniel or Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, you know, they elevated God. So I think yep. that when we think about those things, that there may be times that we have to be civilly disobedient. Um, but what does that look like? You know, for those um, for those guys that I mentioned earlier on the road to Boston um, and Concord and Bunker Hill, those guys, those pastors in those churches said, you know what, after the British came over and murdered their people, they said, we will defend our people. Now, that was going against King George, who at that time supposedly was an authority over them. But they felt like right. he was he was acting out of that. They felt like they had a right to defend, and I believe they did at that time. Uh, not everybody feels that way. There's There's division over that. But if you're asking, well, I know we got to go to break. Uh, can you hold on through the break? Sure. Yeah, hold on through the break. Because when we come back, I, I want to pick up on this. It's a great question because mm-hmm. it's a question a lot of well, people think ask. About the Constitution. Think about the constitutional side over the break. That's what I'm kind of interested okay, in. Okay, okay. All right, we will be back Thanks. with more after the break. Uh, we'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. 
If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. That is Casting Crowns with Nobody. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. We currently have a caller on the line who is asking um, how those who've served in the military and who are Christians um, should uh, respond to things, I think, uh, in light of taking an oath uh, that's, you know, a lifetime oath to all to defending the country against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And I think, you know, if you go back and um, you look at U.S. Code, um, Title 18 U.S. Code 2383, which is the Rebellion or Insurrection Act, uh, the, the way that law is written, it says whoever incites, sets on foot, assists, or engages in any rebellion or insurrection against the authority of the United States or the laws thereof or gives aid or comfort shall be fined. And I believe some of those people are being charged under that that, uh, took, that took place last week. And if I understand your question cor- correctly, you're saying what if, you know, the government that the is leaders bad. is bad and they're not following the constitution. Is that what you're asking, Don? Wait. Oh, he's gone. Okay. He hung up. I, I think that's what he was asking. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, that's an interesting question that I don't really, I don't know because the, the leaders who set up the constitution, you know, 200 plus years ago, uh, set it up in such a way to where the Constitution itself was supposed to be the governing authority. Mm-hmm. So if you have corrupt judges and corrupt leaders that don't follow that authority, because um, we live in a very different culture than 90% of the countries throughout history, um, the countries throughout history, most of them were dealt with by either monarchs or tyrants, right? Mm-hmm. And I think and, G.K. Chesterton described us as being the only nation founded on a creed. Mm-hmm. You know that, so that 
going along with what you're saying makes yeah, us different. Yeah, but I will say this. The Constitution itself is not inspired. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes we can treat it that way. So who is our ultimate authority? It's not even the Constitution for us. Mm-hmm. It is God himself, right? Right. And throughout history, God has led his people, and he's not sitting up there going, okay, they better guess right on this. Mm-hmm. So what what do his people need to do in order to know what God wants us to do? Well, I think we need to be in the word. Mm -hmm. We need to be praying together Mm -hmm. in groups uh, and meeting and talking. And this is what's so problematic about what's happening in our country right now, because you've got people out west and and up north that haven't been able to meet for a year almost. Believers. Mm -hmm. And. And I'm just talking about believers here. I'm not talking about people outside of that. And it does put people in the military who have sworn an oath. I swore that oath. Mm-hmm. I swore it twice. Swore it in the military and as an FBI agent. And, um, you know, uh, and, yeah, I get that, um, you know, it's it's a very complex thing that we're dealing with. I, it's a time like it's something yeah. that we've never experienced in our lifetime. Um and that's why I hearken back to, you know, if you go back to the Civil War and a lot of people, uh, because history has been rewritten and, and you know, you have different things going on. But one of the main reasons that some of the generals joined the, the Confederacy was to, to defend their state because they believed that states had the right to secede, mm-hmm. not that they it wasn't necessarily, and I'm not trying to defend any of them. I want to make that clear. I'm not trying to defend who they were. I'm just telling you that if you read what they've written, what they wrote to family members uh, to explain why they were joining the Confederate Army, they they felt like the United States at that point was not holding to the Constitution as an authority, and they and and they were being attacked in their state with troops from the north. And so they chose to, not all of them, but some of them chose to fight and lead that fight for secession rights, for a state to be ordered to you know, be able to secede. They believed they had that right to do that. Uh, and so, again, I want to go back. The Constitution, uh, and, and we did get a, I know we got an email that, the document was written based on principles that are based on God's word. That's true, but it is not inspired by God. It's not divine. Mm-hmm. Only God's word is divine. Yeah, and and so it doesn't mean that it doesn't have value. That it's not good. I mean, my goodness, it's been living for longer than any other constitution in the world, and and it's something that I believe in very strongly. I believe our constitution is the authority of our country, and I think we're in a constitutional crisis now Mm -hmm. i really do i believe that we have when and regardless of which you know political belief you have when you look at our government and everybody votes just because they're a political party they vote one way Mm -hmm. they don't look at evidence and if you don't believe that happened go back and revisit the news reports from 16 17 18 at all the stuff about Russia yeah. it had nothing to do with evidence. Mm-hmm. There was no evidence. There were, it was all fabricated. 
but nobody wanted to believe it and spent millions of dollars to prove nothing. And, and so we have a place now where the way the founders intended it to work, it's not working. Even though some things are still going on, it's still, we're, we're very divided as a country and we're at a place where we've not been like this. I think it's worse because of social media, even than it was back in the 1800s. It's worse now. Well, it's definitely, you know, in the 1800s, you could say it was a regional um, conflict that looked a lot more like an inner, uh, interstate war or intrastate, like a war between two states, two countries, whereas what we're looking at now would be like in your neighborhoods, like as far as people having different beliefs uh, from you. As far as like talking about how we as Christians should live, I um, have a pretty concrete, my, my opinions on it are pretty concrete, and that comes from studying um, the American revolution and, you know, for the caller, a, 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 uh, discourse I would suggest reading was by Jonathan Mayhew, which is called, uh, a discourse on unlimited submission. And that really will help you understand, uh, the founder's view of God's word, uh, specifically about Romans 13 and, uh, first Peter. Uh, so that just, uh, to say that I kind of fall in line. Uh, I, I agree with, uh, Jonathan Mayhew's writing on that. Well, there's another good book too. If you want to go back and and read about the revolution, oh, 1776 by David McCullough mm-hmm. is a really good resource to read. Um, um, uh, you know, just about um, laying out what happened, and and mm-hmm. he, he's he does a good job of presenting that information. And um, I just, you know, but from for I, I want to step back just from the 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 national part of what we're talking about to talk about the spiritual part again, real quick, Paul was in the middle of, of a Roman province that was led by one of the most ruthless men, uh, uh, Nero, uh, Claudius, or even Caligula. When, when he lived, those men ruled and it was awful. It made anything bad here. Look like, it, like, like great. Mm-hmm. And Paul focused on the believers being ambassadors for the gospel. We have so many people that profess a love for Christ that have been more worked up about what's happened in our government than the fact that their neighbors are going to hell. Yeah. And that's what Barton was talking about being local. We ought to be hope bringers. God's people change the world. Why? You are a believer today because of the message of reconciliation that started off with guys like Peter, James, John, who lived during very oppressive cultures. And we have squandered our freedoms here in this country to do those things. Mm-hmm. And right now, we're looking at maybe maybe the United States as we know it has hit a tipping point. Maybe it's going down a path of censorship, uh, possibly persecution for people that believe the Bible and preach the Bible. We may not be able to broadcast in a year or so. Who knows what's going to happen? We've already seen. There's been times over this past year that I tried to advertise programs where we had people on that they would not put out there. So there's already we're already seeing censorship. But the question is, Will we be faithful to the message and to the person of Jesus? Or I, I believe with all my heart, he will lead you 
Don, to do what you need to do. If you're spending time with him every day, he will lead you. I mean, he doesn't, he, God knows he has this unfolding plan. My encouragement is to make sure that your vertical relationship is right with him before you worry about the horizontal stuff you got to do down here on earth. Because if you're focusing on that part with him, and I'm not just talking about reading the Bible as a check in the block or just saying your prayers for five minutes. I'm talking about if you spend time with him, you know what to do. Uh, you see throughout Scripture. How do you think Philip knew to go to a road in the middle of the desert? Because he'd spent time with God. Uh, you know, I don't think Daniel just arbitrarily opened his window so everybody can see. Mm-hmm. I think he spent time with God, and God said, I want you to open the windows. I want people to see you praying. I've got your back, Daniel. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when the king, when Nebuchadnezzar said, you know what, uh, I'm going to kill you because uh, nobody can interpret the dream, Daniel went to his friends and said, pray, just pray. He didn't tell them to organize, get all the guys, and let's do a revolt. He said, pray. And then after they prayed, Daniel told the king the dream. And then the next thing you know, in the next chapter, Daniel's off the scene for some reason, and King Nebuchadnezzar builds this statue and says if you don't worship it you're going to be thrown into the pit and i think they prayed and what happened they didn't worship it they said we don't have to answer you king we don't have to do what you tell us to do we're never going to bow down and worship no matter what happens our god will deliver us but even if he doesn't and ultimately if you don't know what to do you come back like jehoshaphat in second chronicles where he said we don't know what to do god but our eyes are on you So this week, the rest of the week, and you didn't get to read that text, but tomorrow we're going to read 2 Corinthians 5. Maybe you want to read it today and and think about what your motivation is, what's your perspective, how do you see things, and what your power, how are you living out your life? You can't do it under your own power. So hope you'll join us tomorrow. All right, that's all the time we've got for today. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. See you tomorrow. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual